I think she's reading the side effects to Adderall. <laughs> Outnumbered co-host Emily Campagno. He knows so much about the economy, I think he might be an Illuminati. Host of Cudlow on Fox Business, Larry Cudlow. He looks like a comedian, which is not really a compliment. Fox News contributor Tom Shalhoub. Nobody could ever be in the same boat as him, uh, as him, as him. He's a guy. The NWA's World Television Champion, Tyrant. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I don't know. I'm, uh, everything's fine. So Emily, I bet that you came prepared with like no statistics that you're that not at you've all been working to memorize and want to <laughs> rattle off at me right now. I will say this. <laughs> That um, I, I loved I loved all the points you made in your monologue, but I think, you know, Governor Abbott trying to designate or actually designating the, the terrorist groups um, or the cartels as terrorist groups, I think speaks to the desperation. To me, it speaks to a governor that feels that his president has abdicated his entire duty to safeguard the citizens of the U.S. And all of your all of your stats that you said, it's absolutely right. And it's horrifying. So the fact that teenagers right now are encountering one of every three counterfeit pill being laced with fentanyl means that if they just are dabbling at a party, right. if right, if they, if they want to take recreational use of opioids, I'm not condoning that, but I'm saying that the risks of death are multiplied by literally millions. Yeah. Governor Abbott pointed out that in part of, in his executive order, more Americans have died of fentanyl poisoning this past year alone than every global terrorist attack in the last hundred years. We are crying out for help and our government at the federal level is doing nothing. So him trying to designate them as terrorist organizations to me just screams that, man, I need help because my president and this administration is doing nothing to stymie the cartels and stymie China from poisoning Americans, especially our youth. And look, of course that is like, that's a well-intentioned thing, right? And a lot of these are well-intentioned. And I, I'm the—I'm just the person who's like, hmm, I see how this can be abused. And then I have to wait like between eight to 13 years and then people <laughs> tell me I was right. Um, uh, a lot of it's well-intentioned, Tom. Like, you know, wanting to, for example, you know, put the, the death penalty for drug dealers until you realize that, you know, anyone connected to maybe an overdose, they may be less likely to go get help because they're worried about going to jail themselves. So good intentions doesn't always make a good law. I think that's true, Kat. Way to do a very nuanced and complex story in the A block. Yeah. <laughs> Greg doesn't take that many days off. I know. He, Greg usually throws a soft one over the plate in the A block. Like, you yeah. know, inflation, good or bad. No, I talked about drugs and kids. <laughs> well, I'll simplify it. Uh, fentanyl is bad. Yes. No good, right? Yes. It's, it's not good. But I agree that this gesture from Governor Greg Abbott, for instance, I mean, it's not going to do anything. If you read the stories about it, they say he has declared drug cartels to be terrorists. And you read the story and you say, well, what does that do? Really, practically, what is what happens when that happens? Nothing happens. Do you want me I mean, to answer that? I mean, I, well, it enables them to criminally prosecute under certain federal laws. It federal enables laws. them to use, yes, and but also state, and then, but under a, a larger rubric, greater resources. It, it, it puts more tools in his tool And belt. more potential for surveillance from the feds. <laughs> yeah, but I think to him, he's I, saying, oh, surveillance versus death, you know, in that counter, in that That's the same thing they said. Measure. Again, that's the yeah, same thing they said before 9-11. Think of it this way. Look at, I after appreciate your libertarian point uh -huh. of view on this. Okay, I get that. Um, on the other hand, 
I think you have to distinguish between suppliers and users. I think that um, the biggest problem here is our border has become wide open. We have no borders. We have no national sovereignty. Joe Biden hadn't done a thing about it except make it worse. Joe Biden never even mentions the word fentanyl, much less do anything about it. And I think there should be strict penalties for suppliers and uh, drug dealers uh, in general, but specifically with fentanyl. The other point to consider is we're letting China get away with murder, like we always do, okay? This stuff, the raw materials come from China, pass through Mexico, and then come across the border, the open border. So I don't see why we can't do something. I, I don't want necessarily more government laws insofar as people who are using it, okay? That's a death warrant, and they can figure that out for themselves. I'm very glad that you don't use it. I'm very Not glad. Not to brag. I, 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 I've been, yeah. you know, I've been down that road have, myself and been sober a long time, thankfully, gracefully, with God's help. But I do think those who sell it should be in deep trouble, whether it's capital punishment or something very difficult. And I do think this president should wake up and see what this open border and unlimited illegal immigration is doing to this country insofar as drugs and crime and sex and all the rest of it. It is an absolute nightmare. And he just stands there or sits there or does something there. Nothing to solve the problem. I, I do. <laughs> I do wonder about the about the sex part of that. <laughs> Ew. But, yeah. Tyrus, would you like I did to? Not, uh... <laughs> I did not wonder about the sex part of that. Uh, but, um, everyone has strong points, but this, I'm just going to break it down to how I look at it. If we change the name to fentanyl to anthrax, everyone would be having a, a heart attack right now. And what does fentanyl do that anthrax doesn't do? It's the same thing. You get it on your fingers, it can poison you. It gets in your food, it can poison you. You breathe it in, it can poison you. So is it a drug or is it a poisoning? And we know where it's coming from and we know how it's getting in here. So I don't care what you call them, but they're poisoning Americans. And the reason why I don't look at it the same way as a drug, because and as you pointed out in your monologue, no one is going out on a fentanyl run. So it is being used as a poison disguised to attack the weakest part of our society. So it is a poisoning. And again, just call it anthrax. And imagine we had one envelope of anthrax sent to the White House and the entire world stopped. We literally have tons of anthrax being pushed through our border. So to me, I look at it like an act of war. But the problem is it's affecting the lowest point of our society. And until, unfortunately, someone in the White House goes through a fentanyl poisoning or losing a loved one, then maybe they'll look at it as for what it is. So I look at it as a terrorist attack. Uh, I don't want people watching my house, but if that means that we're going to do something about this poisoning of America, then I'm all for it. But again, just change the word for one second and think how you and look I at think, it. I um, think when you talk about just quickly, of course, fentanyl, when it's does have legitimate medical uses in a medical setting, but when you're expecting your drug to be one thing and your fentanyls and your cocaine, then that absolutely is not an overdose. It is a poisoning. All right. You won't want to miss what's next right after this. Could the U.S. follow ancient Rome's lead? One billionaire says indeed. At a recent money festival, Kudlow's favorite kind, <laughs> <laughs> billionaire investor Carl Icahn said, though I don't know his name, you're... Said the worst is yet to come, which is what I told my husband when he married me. <laughs> you were warned. He said, he said, you got it, Larry. 
<laughs> he, he said, quote, inflation is a terrible thing. You can't cure it. And noted that rising inflation was one of the key factors that brought down the Roman Empire. Wow. Tough show today. At least we got Caesar. But the good news is we got Caesar salad out of the deal. <laughs> Why inflation is through the roof, the Biden administration sticks it to the taxpayers. A revised estimate from the Congressional Budget Office shows that the student loan forgiveness plan will cost $400 billion over a decade. $400 billion. Coincidentally, that's the same number of words Emily speaks per minute. (laughs) And although that's less than the original estimate, the White House says Biden is still likely to reduce the federal deficit this year. Sure, that seems as likely as Tyrus fitting into one of my little black dresses. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) And finally... The Biden administration has proposed a new rule that would require airlines and and travel search sites to include all fees and ticket prices that are displayed to customers. Says Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, airline passengers deserve to know the full true cost of their flights before they buy a ticket. Yeah, transparency would be great. But at this rate, the only time Biden will be transparent is when he's a ghost. <laughs> Which I am sure is a long way away because he is the pinnacle of health and vigor. <laughs> Joe, what say you? No, no, no. Pete knows what he's doing. Pete's a smart guy. He knows what makes the average American upset. It's not crime. It's not to run away inflation. It's not illegal immigration. Airline fees. I mean, give me a break. Used to be able to take my Samsonite on the plane for free. Now they charge you 25 bucks. It's not worth it. How how about SkyMall? That carpeted kitty cat treehouse, $110? Give me a break, man. SkyMall, I'm coming after you. I know where you are. And besides that uh, R2-D2 humidifier I bought in 92, doesn't even work anymore! (laughs) All right, Tyrus. First of all, I'm sorry. Uh, Second, you're on an airplane, like, all the time. Yes. Is the biggest problem in your life that you don't get enough warning about airline fees? And are you so no, glad I, the president's I, I, I finally already, addressing this? <laughs> I already know they're overpriced. It's not right. like I need to, to break down just so yeah. I can. And who's going to spend time to read that? But I, I do find it funny. The I would like to see if, if that's what we're going to do. Uh, great. Let's do it across the board. I'd love to see where our tax paying money is going. Yeah. And where it's actually ending up. That'd be phenomenal. I, was, I agree. So, yeah. But. Probably he they're probably mad at somebody in a CEO or CFO of an airline that wouldn't go woke. So now they're going to try to show everybody how much their spirit airline ticket is. <laughs> and uh, we are, we already know. So, yeah, like, this is like this is ridiculous. Like you really want to see the tax fees and the, the peanut fees. And yeah. oh, I'm sorry, pretzels can't have peanuts anymore. Yeah. The, the extra small water bottle. You know? Yeah, yeah, Tom, it's, it's not even like f- fewer fees. It's just a warning about the fees before they charge the fees. Yeah, yeah and it's not. <laughs> I mean, that's the least bad thing yeah. about flying. Yeah. A couple of extra. I would pay more fees if it wasn't a total nightmare to get yeah. on a plane. <laughs> Airplanes went from being the most permissive place in the world. They, they went from allowing 
you to have your comfort turkey in the seat next to you, <laughs> to being like to making everyone <laughs> cover their face, put their masks on. I mean, it was sick. It, it became like it became a, a flying prison. So that's what I want them to change. The airlines are they're way too regulated. They knuckled under to that ridiculous covid policy. And I mean, that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> Yeah, I like it when my plane takes off. Sometimes it doesn't always do that anymore. It's a bigger problem for me. Emily, what do you have statistics on? This one or something else? Um, whatever, whatever you want. I'll, I'll, I'll take airline fee disclosures for 500. Um, I'll, I'll just say that what we learned recently um, is that the Biden team is testing out their campaign themes, right? And one of them was attacking essentially the rich. So to your point about the CEOs of Spirit Airlines or whatever, they're literally testing out whether Americans will respond. Yeah, show me those fees because of you rich CEOs that run these airlines, the transparency behind it. But of course it's not going to fly because no one gives a Land me safely. And how about you make my dollar actually value that of a dollar now? And by the way, the irony, too, is this law already exists. You know that. This is just a la carte menu. It's like, it's like <laughs> now you add on for your luggage is $35. It's not that they're hiding the cost. They're just adding stuff on. It's the same thing like when you go to a restaurant and they're like, more asparagus for 20 no, I trick. thought a la carte was uh, fancy. No, that's on the side. Fancy? It's like by itself. The trick is to fly. It's just a lonely private. ass meal like yeah. Yeah, Larry, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Larry, <laughs> Larry doesn't know anything about this because you just take a private jet everywhere. I, yeah. I, mean, I, I want to add bring you the to the larger trick. thing. As a very, very rich man and a money expert, uh, when it, congrats. Thank and you. when it comes to inflation and this whole idea of the Roman Empire, I will yeah. ask you this. Let's go back and, to Rome. Yes, yes. I yeah. want to really go back. I'll are we, Larry? Carl Icahn. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think Carl Icahn is on to something. Uh, inflation did help to destroy Rome. Was, the Goths came in and took Rome 400 A.D., I think. Uh, I, I was there. I remember it well. <laughs> and it was all about coin clipping, so that created the inflation. So that's just kind of like, you know, Joe Biden. I mean, there he is fiddling while Rome burns, okay? So he's the coin clipper today, spending $5 trillion and worried about little piddling things like uh, airline costs. But I think you should fly private. I really do. It's much better. But look at, <laughs> remember how this story ended. The Goths and the Visigoths came in and took Rome over because it was so decadent and inflationary. And I just want to say to you, I identify with the Goths and the Fisigoths because of this decadent guy named Joe Biden and this progressive socialism that he's put together that's taken the country down. And the cavalry is coming. Think of the cavalry as Goths. And they're going to take the House. And they're going to take the Senate. And yeah. polls are now showing that. So I think... I think Carl Icahn was definitely on to something. I remember it well. And history does repeat itself. And here we are. That was a great answer. And I'm not just saying that because I'd love to come on your plane. All right, Tyrus. Okay, my live events, November 4th will be in New Orleans, October 21st will be in Greensboro, North Carolina, and free tickets for law enforcement. So we're going to start taking care of those the men and women and boys in blue. Let's do it. That's all the time we have. Thank you to Emily Campagno, Larry Kudlow, Tom Shalhoub, Tyrus, and our studio audience. Roxy at night with Kevin Cork is next. I'm Kat Tim, and on behalf of Greg, I love you, America.